I'm Kat, and welcome to the Crime Chat. I am your forensic femme fatale. Natalie is your true crime addict connoisseur. We're just two normal girls who spent the last two years head diving into crime, murder, blood, guts, and came out the other side as two lovely ladies who now know the importance of not planting your fresh tomato garden <laughs> neck too close to the belladonna plant. Mm. No chatters. That is a big no-no. We also obsess about dark crimes, <laughs> evil minds, and occasionally the unknown. Yes, yeah, so here's your disclaimer chatters. The following crime chat contains adult content and descriptions of potentially violent scenarios today. Your listener discretion is advised. Yes, you have been warned. And before we get into today's crime chat, Kat, what have you done? You're in the middle of, where are you? You're in- I'm, I am actually in Lexington, Kentucky. I am in the bluegrass state. You're training the thoroughbreds out there, girl? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, so I picked back up on you. I told you that um, the second half of the season four was coming out. So I'm a couple episodes into that. And it was one of those things where I was like, oh, crap, it's on. Let me put it on. But it was like eight, nine o'clock at night. Right. And I wanted to binge the entire thing. But at some point in time, I needed to go to bed. So <laughs> I watched a couple episodes. But I started watching that after I finished The Last of Us. That's what Paul recommended. Yeah, yeah. And I did you see Because I... In the group chat, I sent a message to him, and I was like, okay, Paul, thanks. Like, how does it end like this? Yeah. Like, what in God's creation? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless HBO is getting ready to, like, unless they do, like, their slow releases, which it very well could be. They could be coming out with another episode. There was only eight. Yeah. So I'm hoping that there's a little bit more, but it's good. It's worth the subscription. Like, I should I should do it. It's good. All right. It's good. It's very apocalyptic. I think I told you, like Walking Dead-ish, you know? But instead of a virus, it's a fungus that infects all these people. And they, like, human bodies are taken over by fungi. And some of the interpretation, like the artwork in the bad guys, like, you know, you think of, like, The Walking Mm. Dead, all the artwork and stuff that kind of goes, the creation that goes into making it so realistic. These people are disgusting. (laughs) like got mushrooms growing on them uh in a way it just i can't describe it i just can't describe it i'm hooked on mushrooms and I'm hungry. <laughs> 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 i so i finished the last of us and then i was like oh what else is out there i'm up to date on mayfair witches mm-hmm. and then that's when i was like oh shoot the second half of season four of you is out Gosh, that's such a good show. Oh my gosh. I think the first season of You, I was on the Joe train. I'm like, he's so Mm -hmm. handsome. There's something very dark and Mm -hmm. like, you know, I get it. Mm-hmm. But then he lost it for me. Like, I don't know. Like, the first season was my favorite. I think and in, in because it was so dexterous. Yes. In yeah. a way, right? Very, like, I can understand why he's doing this. But I'm just... <laughs> can you? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, ew. Being that obsessed with somebody that you would, you know, right. put him in a cage in your basement. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. Like, I just, I kept going with it. And I, I honestly think, like, I'm hooked on season four because it's not, it doesn't, it, there's a love story to it, but it's not just that. And I'm not mm. going to, he's, you know how he's like, oh, he's so hyper-focused on you being a girl that he's infatuated with? Yeah. The you is not, like, infatuation related. Oh, I gotta go check that out. Okay. I, so far, I think season four is the best, just because it gives it a really? little bit more of a twist. But that's me. That's me. Anything that gives me a when I when I verbally say "oh shit" mm-hmm. while I'm watching a show, it's got me. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm hooked. Okay. <laughs> what about you? You've been watching anything? I've been binging a lot of Columbo. It's been my thing. Like, I went all the way back to his first episode, Mm -hmm. which was called Prescription for Murder. And it was originally, I didn't realize this, but Columbo was a spinoff from that. From what? A Prescription for Murder. Oh. So he was just the detective in that show that was on TV. Mm -hmm. And from that point on, like, I think maybe, like, then they started calling it Columbo because he was that good. They just don't make him like they used to. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. And he reminds me of my grandfather. (laughs) But other than that, you want to hear something really strange that happened to me in Fort Myers on Saturday? Yes. So I was going out to eat, and you know the area. It's by College Parkway. Mm -hmm. Um, The entire place was desolate. I mean, that's a busy area. You know how busy Especially this time of year. It was dead. It was the only car on the road 
And when I got to the restaurant, it was the only person, and it was like 5, 5.30 well, in Florida. The early birds would still be out. Right? That's weird. That's odd. It was so odd that driving back, and that was around 7.30-ish, mm-hmm. there was a like a helicopter that was circling above me, and I'm like, oh shit, we just had like Walking Dead level shit happened. Something happened. Something happened. Yeah, something just happened. <laughs> but you went to dinner anyway. Of course, we're in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there was a spotting of the Florida man. Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> so before you jump into your story today, what you told me about was that it took place in Kentucky, and it was a name that I was not familiar with and I can't remember, but I know we're going to get into it. So what I did decide to do was give you some fun facts about the bluegrass state. Okay. Okay. So from Encyclopedia Britannica, Kentucky is a constituent state of the United States of America. Rivers define Kentucky's boundaries except on the south where it shares shares a border with Tennessee along with a nearly straight line. You know, the whole bottom of Tennessee is like like perfectly straight. Mm-hmm. It's about 425 miles. And then on the southeast, it shares the irregular like mountainous region with Virginia. Flowing generally northwestward, the Tug and Big Sandy Rivers separate Kentucky from West Virginia on the east and northeast side. On the north, Kentucky's boundary follows the Ohio River to the Mississippi meeting in the states of Ohio, Indiana, and Illinois on the way. The Mississippi River then demarcates Kentucky's short southwestern border with Missouri. The capital is Frankfurt, and it lies between two major cities, Louisville, which is on the Ohio River, and Lexington, which is where I am. Okay, okay. (laughs) Part of the story is in Lexington. Perfect! (laughs) So I actually have some relatives that live in Lexington and in Richmond, which is about 45 minutes south of Lexington. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad lived there for, I don't know, like 10 years or something like 10 years ago. So I've, I've had many a, many a trips in and out of the bluegrass state. Kentucky evokes a myriad of contrasting images, coal mines, bourbon whiskey, which is actually named for Bourbon County, Kentucky, where it was developed, mountaineers, moonshiners, white-suited colonels, and ladies sipping mint juleps on the summer verandas, horse breeding, and then, of course, the Kentucky Derby. Uh Kentucky lies within three major physiographic regions of the United States, the Appalachian Highlands or the Appalachian Plateau, the interior lowlands, and then the coastal plain. Within the state, six smaller regions may also be identified based on the underlying rock structure. It's mountain, knobs, bluegrass, which is where I am, Penny Ryle, or also called Penny Royal, Western Coalfield, and Purchase. Animals within Kentucky include those native to the south as well as those more commonly found in northern United States and Canada. Of the numerous hooved animals that once roamed Kentucky, this includes bison, elk, deer. Only deer remain in quantity, although elk have been actually reintroduced into the area. Wolves and panthers, like the Florida panther, Mm -hmm. have also disappeared from the area. Bears are sometimes seen in eastern Kentucky, and then among many small animals found in the states, rabbit squirrels, foxes, raccoons, possums, woodchucks, and in numerous cases, bats and rodents. (laughs) So it just gives you a little picture, you know, of Mm -hmm. of where we are. Sounds beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it is. Some of the the countryside absolutely is. You had me at bourbon. (laughs) Who, who, who don't we get a bourbon? <laughs> but with that being said, I wanted to throw in some of Kat's nutty news. Oh, okay. Uh, I want to throw some of the nutty news your way. I th- wanted yeah. to surprise you with it. So I did find some absolutely crazy headlines from the great state of Kentucky. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. Man digs up dad's grave to argue with the corpse, police say. <laughs> An attempt... I have relatives that would do that. <laughs> right. Just to get the last word. Yes. Well, he was, apparently dad was, had been dead for like 30 years. Okay. But an attempt to bury old wounds by digging up a corpse has landed a Kentucky man behind bars. 44-year-old Michael May was arrested after an officer saw him digging up a grave at a cemetery in Sanford, Kentucky. May told the arresting officer he was trying to dig up the grave of his father so he could argue with him. He said a Bible verse inspired him to do that. May was charged with violating graves, public intoxication, and marijuana possession. He was locked in the Lincoln County Jail. (laughs) Okay, the next one. Kentucky sheriff asked drug dealers to turn in their competition. (laughs) 
A Kentucky Sheriff's Office posted a flyer on its Facebook page asking drug dealers to turn in their rivals. It features an image of a marijuana leaf and says, quote, It is your drug dealing competition costing you money. We offer free service to help you eliminate your drug competition. End quote. That is semi-brilliant. I know. That is kind of brilliant if you think about it. You get a stupid drug dealer. It's like, I can make some extra money and get rid of my... You're you're basically turning yourself in. Yeah, I'm sure he got some hits. Franklin County Sheriff Pat Mellon says the post is funny, but the Sheriff's Department is not joking around. At the bottom of the letter, people are asked to fill out information about the drug dealer they are reporting to include the dealer's name and vehicle. Mm -hmm. Within one day, it had almost 400 online shares. Wow. Yeah. They probably, like, judge, like, how many times this one person is getting reported, and then they kind of, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Probable cause, people. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Number three, bra-wielding burglar thwarted by women wielding a ceramic chicken. What? I am so confused. (laughs) I'm confused and scared at the same time. Tell me. Tell me what's happening. Hold on. (laughs) Bourbon has got to be involved. Okay. Oh, gosh. Okay. A Kentucky woman who allegedly tried to strangle another woman with a bra was thwarted when the victim fought back with a ceramic chicken. Police in Lexington arrested Ashley Sees, 31, after she was allegedly pushed her way into a home belonging to Patricia Lease, 61. At first, Lise thought her granddaughter was the one banging on the door, and instead it was C's, pushed away inside Lise's home and wrapped a bra around the homeowner's neck. C's said Lise struggled for about 15 to 20 minutes before the victim found a way to protect herself. Lise says, quote, Finally, I saw one of my ceramic chickens on the floor, so I picked it up and started bashing her on the head with it, end quote. C's was knocked out by the chicken. Lise locked herself in the bathroom and called police. Officers then took Cease to the hospital before booking her on charges of first-degree burglary. Cease was in court Tuesday morning where she played not guilty to the burglary charge. Oh, my God. That's great. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Uh, number four, meth smoker arrested for carpet munching. <laughs> this is an actual headline? This is an actual headline. Okay, police in Louisville, Kentucky say 50-year-old Jeffrey Wagner admitted to smoking crystal meth before going into a Burlington Coat Factory store and having a veritable feast. Store employees told police they found Wagner in the shoe section chowing down on carpet lint. He allegedly said he was quote-unquote eating sparkles. Police arrived at the scene and say Wagner was carrying lore tabs, a bag of crystal meth, a bag of mysterious white powder, and a bag of unidentified pills. He was charged with possession of a controlled substance and public intoxication. (laughs) So when I (laughs) saw carpet munching, I went completely like, not literal, I went dirty. Yes. So I had to throw that one in there. Okay, this last one. Man had, quote, two pizzas to drink, end quote, before a car crash. All right. Okay. Louisville police became suspicious of an apparently confused man who said that he had, quote, two pizzas to drink, end quote, for lunch. Don Adams, Adams, (laughs) car was in a ditch when officers arrived at 10 p.m. on a Saturday. Based on his alleged or disoriented behavior, cops suspected that Adams wasn't sober. Adams denied being intoxicated. It wasn't me. But admitted he took Suboxone, a medication used to treat heroin and opiate addictions. Uh. That explanation wasn't good enough for police. They then asked Adams to search his car. He turned them down, but right to be, right to see, you can look inside a window. The officer said that they did see syringes, perhaps filled with heroin, in plain sight inside the vehicle. Uh. Which, once they do that, that does give them probable cause to search the vehicle, by the way. Adams responded by saying the needles were probably left behind by a forgetful friend. (laughs) It wasn't me. Police charged him with possession of a controlled substance and drug paraphernalia in Adams' defense. It's not entirely impossible to drink pizza. In Illinois, microbrewery states, Mamma Mia Pizza Beer, advertised to be the, quote, world's first culinary beer, end quote. The brewers steep real margarita pizzas into the mash to make the beer. What? So it's actually a thing. So maybe he did, like, grind it up and drink a pizza or two but how would that taste well i mean beer and pizza kind of goes together i don't know i don't don't know know. that's something you just have to try i guess thinking an ipa or a lager yeah yeah i don't know (laughs) oh my god so pizza beer is a thing anyway so there those are some crazy yeah crazy kentucky headlines i wanted to throw at you and uh see how crazy your story gets florida man has uh seriously has some competition here right (laughs) 
The crazies are in Kentucky. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard of Shayna Huber? No. Well, you're about to. I can't wait. You're going to hear a lot. All right. Shayna Hubert was convicted of killing Ryan Christopher Poston. You ever heard of him? No. Well, let me tell you a little bit about him. Ryan Christopher Poston was born December 30th, 1982 in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. (laughs) Two parents, Lisa and Jay. Ryan was the oldest of three sisters, Allison, Catherine, and Elizabeth. He was the only son. So the dad's name was Jay Mitchell? Yes. I dated a guy, Jay Mitchell, in high school. Is he an older gentleman? It's not. No, we were the same age, and I'm... Okay. <laughs> Poston family was very close, but in 1983, Ryan, when Ryan was about a year old, his parents got divorced. Ryan's mom remarried to a man named Peter mm-hmm. Carter. Ryan had a great relationship with both his father and the stepfather. He later changed his middle name to Carter to honor his stepfather, mm-hmm. and his name was Ryan Carter Oh, well, Poston. that's sweet. And the, I'm, I'm guessing the dad wasn't, like, mad about it. No, there was no toxic competition there. Good. He, the, everybody got along really well. Good. Ryan spent his childhood in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky, with his family. They had a small fortune and a strong reputation and many connections. Mm. The Fort Mitchell community recognized the Postons as a positive force in the community, mm-hmm. His stepfather was a marketing executive for Procter & Gamble. Oh. It's a big company. Yeah. Family also traveled a lot for Peter's work. And Mm -hmm. before Ryan entered the ninth grade, he moved out of the United States with his family. Okay. Ryan's family moved to places like Asia and Europe. And while traveling, he was able to attend like these top tier private schools. Mm. They were rich. They were very rich. Mm-hmm. Ryan went to the International School of Manila in the Philippines mm-hmm. and graduated from the Geneva International School in Switzerland. Mm. His family would say that Ryan was known for his impressive intellect and love of learning. Oh. Sounds like a sweet kid. You're going to love Ryan. You really are. Mm. After high school, Ryan returned to the United States for college. In 2005, he graduated from the Indiana University with three degrees. Wow. One in political science, one in history, and the other one in geography. He was a smart kid. Smarty. smart cookie. Yep. Ryan went straight to law school. He came from a long line of attorneys. Ryan's grandfather and uncle were both lawyers. In the fall mm-hmm. of 2005, while attending law school, Ryan's mother and stepfather let him stay in their condo, which was like two minutes from the campus. Well, I mean, if you're working overseas and you've got this high-paying job and, mm-hmm. you know, you're traveling and stuff, of course you're going to have a condo. Of course. The condo was rent-free for Ryan, so he had a roommate sure. to come stay with him, so he wasn't alone. His roommate was Matthew Heron. Matthew would always say, law school was not mm. hard for him. He just got it. Mm-hmm. After three years of law school, Ryan graduated with his Juris Doctor in 2008, and then in 2010, he passed the Kentucky Bar, following it up with the Ohio Bar in 2011. This kid is smart. He's on his way. Mm-hmm. He's not sitting idle. Mm-hmm. 2012, Ryan set his sights on starting his own law firm in Cincinnati. Ryan's new Cincinnati office building would have been about 10 miles from his condo, which was located in Highland Heights, Kentucky. So, okay. I know how far that is from where you're sitting right now. About 90 miles. I hear the horses behind me. Sipping on bourbon. In addition to being known as being a smart lawyer, he was also kind-hearted. He helped a lot of people who were struggling and could not afford an attorney, so he did a lot of pro bono work. Mm-hmm. Ryan's new law firm focused on tort law, which is personal injury cases. Mm-hmm. Ryan's clients always stated that he treated them like family. Also expected Ryan to eventually run for Congress. Oh. I mean, and with a, I mean, to be honest, with a background like that. Very astute. Yes, yes. They said when Ryan talked, people listened. No matter what he had to say, Ryan seemed to know everything, a little bit about everything about everything. Mm-hmm. He really applied himself. Mm-hmm. In his off time, he loved to play chess, discuss philosophy, and his favorite drink was Woodford Reserve bourbon. Mm-hmm. You know that. It's in my liquor cabinet. It's my husband's <laughs> favorite. <laughs> Okay, Ryan was also super handsome. 6'3", dark brown hair, bright blue eyes. He always got the attention of beautiful women. Yeah, yeah. Ryan was now 28, and he had so many beautiful friends on Facebook, as you can imagine, with social Mm -hmm. media. Mm -hmm. He also dated a lot of people he met from Facebook that would slide Mm -hmm. into his DMs and stuff. Mm, All that DM sliding. Mm Mm-hmm. 
one of those women was Shayna Hubers. <sighs> Shayna Michelle Hubers was 19 years old. She was studying psychology at the University of Kentucky in Lexington. Mm -hmm. She graduated cum laude and was pursuing a master's degree in school counseling. She also was super smart and boasted to have an IQ of 130. So do many serial killers. (laughs) People would describe her as a go-getter, somebody who never took no for an answer. Oh boy. That's good and bad at the same time. Mm. And if she set her mind to something, she was a thousand percent in. Friends also stated that she can be a drama queen when it came to boys and also rejection. And it was not something that she took very well. Also serial killers. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so this doesn't need to be technically negative when it comes to a certain attitude in order to serve her well at school, her Mm -hmm. academic career, all this helped her because she was very focused on herself, very focused on her studies. Mm -hmm. She was an honor student. She received many awards for academic achievements and leadership. Mm -hmm. Most of all, she was laser focused on wanting to be successful. She too had a very bright future, but unfortunately, everything changed in 2011. Mm. Shayna was Facebook friends with Ryan's cousin, Carissa, through random Facebook friend suggestions, which we all get every single day. (sighs) Ignore, 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 ignore. ignore. (laughs) Ryan noticed her profile and some pictures. He was immediately smitten with the beautiful Shayna and reached out to her through Messenger. I'll show you pictures. Oh, so he reached out first. It's just, it's so sad. Shayna was beautiful. Long brown hair, bright blue eyes. She loved taking pictures in her bikini on the beach. She was gorgeous. (laughs) She was 19. She was living a great life. She was smart. She was motivated. I mean, you know. Living la vida loca. Yeah, she probably was very intimidating to other 19-year-olds. But Ryan was not 19. He was 28 and he was running a law firm. So. Mm-hmm. Maturity. Yeah. March 20th, 2011, Shayna accepted Ryan's Facebook friend request and continued to chat for about two weeks after that. Mm-hmm. They decided to meet in person and the first meetup was at her 20th birthday party, which was April 8th. The chemistry between the two was electric. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Uh-huh. Some of his <laughs> friends that joined him that night stated that they noticed her obsessive behavior immediately. Mm. She only focused on him and was bold to everybody else, mm-hmm. which is a alarming Mm -hmm. but maybe it kind of played to ryan's ego at the time i don't know maybe and like i mean i could see like her friends being like wanting to talk to her or whatever but if she if people were there for her for her birthday party and you're only focusing on one person Mm -hmm. i'd be like all right i'm out yeah so they described her in the situation as unsettling and overbearing but ryan liked her and they started dating it was somewhat of a long-distance relationship. Shayna lived in Lexington, mm-hmm. 90 miles away from his condo, which was in Highland Heights. Okay. Maybe this is why he felt comfortable dating her, thinking that the distance may work, mm-hmm. giving them their own space and mm-hmm. boundaries. Yeah, let me focus on my work, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we can play later right. or whatever. Yeah, being able to balance. Yeah. Unfortunately, Shayna did not understand the concept of personal space, and her friends <laughs> later stated, it seems like she was pushing Ryan to settle down with her. And Ryan was not ready for that. Ryan was, like, opening up a whole new chapter in his life. He was not doing the yeah. wifey thing. Like, he was just like, not yet. Yeah. He's 28. And, and he's also starting a law firm. Right, right. The two saw each other occasionally, and they texted constantly. Mm-hmm. Shayna and Ryan appeared to be a happy couple for about eight months. But in November 2011, things started to unravel. Mm. They broke up at least three times in five months. Family could see that the relationship was stressing Ryan out. His father stated she was more interested in Ryan than he was in her, and it showed. Sure. That's never good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan's colleagues reported that Shayna would constantly come around Ryan's office during a breakup when he didn't respond to her texts. So she'd be texting him like, where are you? He wouldn't respond because he wants space and she'd just show up at his job, mm-hmm. which was 90 miles away. You mean you don't do that? No? no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Unless you got a pizza. Can we put that in a beer? <laughs> I'll drive for cheese. <laughs> or bourbon. So if Shada could not find Ryan at the office or at his apartment, she would wander around the buildings driving up and oh, down geez. the roads. 
Apparently, <laughs> Shayna had a key to his condo. This is another mistake. Ryan gave her a key. Like, no. Well, when you think you can trust somebody. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Like, eight months, and it was an on-again, off-again relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't know if that... That was a big mistake, I think, on his part, not to get the key back. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or change yeah. his lock. Or change his lock, yeah. And that probably... If... I, I want to change locks, yeah. Uh, apparently... It was common for her to just show up, open the door, totally unannounced, Mm -hmm. regardless of her relationship status with him. Mm -hmm. She just showed up, Mm -hmm. which is unnerving and unsettling. This happened so often that Ryan did threaten to change the padlock on the door, but he never did. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, this is not a quick trip for her. She would have to drive 90 miles. Yeah, that's, that's not, I don't know. Not to get totally derailed here. Wasn't there a story about an astronaut that drove, like, some crazy amount of time? From Florida to Texas. With the diaper on. With the diaper on, yes, because there was somebody else that was in the picture. It was a, you know, a love triangle type of thing, and she was trying to to win him over. Actually, it's a really good story to do. She, yes, um, had all the food that she needed. She didn't want to stop unless she had to put gas in her car, and she drove from, like, the Cocoa Beach, oh, yeah. Cape Canaveral area, mm-hmm. all the way, and was going to Houston. Houston, we have a we do problem. have a problem. A stinky one. Diaper-filled one. Yes. Yeah, you should yeah, do she, that story. She filled her diaper. <laughs> that is correct. Okay. So, wait. There's more. But, wait. There's more. <laughs> when she could not find Ryan, she would go to his neighbors, knock on their doors, and ask them, like, what bar was he at? What woman was he with? Like, she would <sighs> just be, like, one of those people. So, she went what we call batshit crazy. Batshit yeah. crazy. Yeah. And she texted him way too much. It was reported that for every one text that Ryan sent her, she sent him approximately 100 back. You know. I don't know. <laughs> do I do a cat confession here? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but it wasn't me. It was the one our man. It wasn't me. <laughs> it was in the relationship. I, I had mentioned it with this crazy guy, you know, for a while. Right. And mm-hmm. I was out of the country and however many hours ahead, you know, trying to do work and and everything like that. But you get so wrapped up in this emotional abuse and kind of manipulated into this not realizing what's happening. And the moment I realized that I was responding to him on average every two to three minutes while I was working, when I was in my... You hear the click, 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 click? What is that? Bella. She's like, you talking about me? She's like, me? But once I realized I was like responding to him every two to three minutes in a 24 hour period, that was the average. Yeah. I was like, whoa, "Whoa, too much, too much. Mm -hmm. And thank God I was in a different country because I always said if we were actually together, he like physically together when all the stuff was going on, he probably would have beat the shit out of me. And I know he's physically abused other women. So. Oh my God. How old were you when this happened? Ooh, late twenties. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing what people put up with and thinking that they're in love. Well, right. Yeah. 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 Or being like that controlling over somebody. Mm-hmm. I get bad dude vibes from Shayna in this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, Ryan's bio dad. Okay. He would go to Ryan's condo to clean it and do his laundry about three times a week because according to Jay, Ryan was a bit of a slob. He was just too busy like with his law practice well, and stuff like that. I mean, smart people usually aren't tidy. You're right. <laughs> he would go over there, mm-hmm. clean up, mm-hmm. and he was a good dad. He had a good family. They looked out for him. They realized that he was super focused on his law career and they wanted him to succeed. Mm-hmm. It was just him. He didn't really have a significant other that they thought Mm -hmm. he had to kind of take care of him in Mm -hmm. that way so they stepped it up when they needed to he reports that whether Shana and Ryan were together or not Shana would be at Ryan's place while his dad was cleaning and she would just not interact with him go into Ryan's bedroom shut the door like ignore the dad there was a couple of times where the father asked her to kind of leave like he was busy and doing things and She wouldn't leave. Jay told the Cincinnati Inquirer it was like she was like some type of a ghost. Like she was just floating in and out. And he was just very uncomfortable. Like not wanting to interact with anybody else but Ryan. Right. Not even his own father. Or even like to help the father clean. Yes. I mean, if you're there as much as you are, you're probably making some of the mess. Right. Ryan's friends believe that Shana was stalking Ryan during this time as well. His family explained that he was bad at handling conflict. Ryan just wanted to make everybody happy and breaking up with Shana was challenging because it broke his heart to 
see her so upset. Mm-hmm. She didn't like rejection, and she became, mm-hmm. you know, very dramatic. Mm-hmm. After months and months of dealing with this, Ryan was ready to end it with Shayna. Mm-hmm. But every time, Shayna wouldn't let him. So she he would break up with her. He'd be like, it's over. And she would be like, no, and wouldn't leave. She just, mm-hmm. she just... She wouldn't leave. And if she wasn't in his place when he broke up with her, maybe he did it on a text message or a phone, she'd show up at the door mm-hmm. or his law office. Mm-hmm. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. I love you. And da, 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 da. I'll never I'll do, never it, do again. it again. And you know what? Breaking up is hard to do. <laughs> There's a song about that, too. Breaking up is hard to do. It's hard to do. Not only for her, but for him. Mm-hmm. So he probably was tormented with the idea. Mm-hmm. Ryan's friends told CBS 48 Hours that no matter what Ryan said, Shayna continued to show up everywhere in his life, relentlessly badgering him with text messages, popping up at his office, using his spare key to get in his condo. Dude, that that lock should have been changed immediately. At this point, I would be talking to my cousin going, why are you friends with this person? Like, how do you know her? Right, right. Because <laughs> didn't they were, like, the Ryan's cousin was, they were, was the mutual yes. friend, right? Facebook yeah. friend. They were Facebook friends. Yeah. Ryan sent a text message to his friend saying that this is getting to be restraining order level crazy. Mm-hmm. But under Kentucky law, Ryan didn't qualify for a restraining order and he knew that. They would have to either be living together or be married for him to actually get a restraining order, which is, that's not, I don't know. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, it sucks. Finally, in April 2012, Ryan was able to sever ties with Shayna. Ryan texted Shayna, I no longer have the patience to deal with you. It was over. But in July 2012, barely three months later, Shayna and Ryan got back together again. So you're going to notice that there is, there's a lack of commitment for both. Mm-hmm. One night in August, Ryan showed up at his dad's house around midnight saying that he needed a place to stay because Shayna refused to leave his condo and he didn't want to be there with her. Yeah. One time, Ryan threw Shayna out of his condo without her purse, so she had to knock on a neighbor's door to call somebody. After this, Shayna was pissed. She sent a message, a text message, to her friend who is also a dentist. She wrote, he's begging me to ask you if you could do his veneers. But please, F them up and make him ugly so he'll never get another girl. I hate him. By September 2012, Ryan and Shayna were back together again. Ryan confided in his co-worker, Lori, asking her, how do you break up with somebody who doesn't want to break up with you? Mm. Lori told him to break up with Shayna, and if she didn't leave, to call the police. Sound advice. Mm-hmm. His whole family agreed. His stepdad, Peter, separately approached Ryan about Shayna. Mm-hmm. They knew that despite being a fierce attorney, Ryan had a bad habit of avoiding confrontation in his personal life. They gave him the best advice. Be a gentleman, but be direct. Mm -hmm. Despite all their concerns, Ryan kept seeing her. Now, this is going to confuse you, okay? Okay. On October 2nd, Ryan took Shayna on a date to the shooting range. Why is he still dating her? He's still making time. And it gets more confusing and more confusing. Ryan liked guns. He had a bunch. He didn't lock any of them up. And since he was a messy guy, the weapons and bullets were all over his condo. They were just lying around all over the place. Mm -hmm. During the date, Shayna texted her friend, When I go to the shooting range with him tonight, I want to turn around, shoot and kill him, and play like it was an accident. Oh, jeez. She told that to her friend. Yes. The friend replied, be careful, no accidents, and Shayna responded, I'll try not to. What a fucking friend. The friend would say later that this was just friendly banter, and they were joking, and it was because of their rocky relationship that she was just venting to her friend. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You don't vent like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a little dark. After the date, Ryan met up with a friend and told him he intended to break up with Shayna. We've all heard this before. All his friends and family Mm -hmm. have heard this before. This time face-to-face, and it was going to be soon. But then, on October 11th, Ryan and... (gasps) My birthday! Oh, yeah, yeah! Ryan invited Shayna to watch the vice president debate with his family, which is mixed signals at this point. I mean, yeah, this, yeah. this was not helping Shayna's obsessive behavior either. Mm-hmm. Even if they were not officially together, inviting <sighs> your ex to a family gathering is a little strange. Yeah, and it's, and I mean, I, I, I can't even say if they had been together mm. for years 
they've been together for mm-hmm. a year maybe at this point on and off not right. even the whole time like if you've been dating somebody for years and years and years and they became a friend of the family when you weren't together may i don't know it's mixed signals know. like it's he's sending weird. a legitimate mixed signals but yeah. he's not realizing that he's sending it to a psychopath mm-hmm. the night at the family's house started off great they ate dinner together then they watched the political debate ryan also had big news he was dealing with a lawsuit from his former law partner and he had settled it that day mm-hmm. so he had a lot of pressure off mm-hmm. of him his stepdad stated that he was the happiest he had seen him in months and his life was really on track but as usual ryan and Shayna ended up in a fight that night mm. the two fought so loudly that the neighbors heard them fighting through the walls because remember he lives in a condo right by the end of it Shayna seemed to get the hint that her relationship was over though mm-hmm. Th- there was a fight but she was getting it okay however it was also a little too late for her to drive home how ironic Mm. call an uber get the fuck out call a cab Exactly. She stayed the night on Ryan's couch. She called her mother, complaining that she did not feel good. Sharon thought that she was having a stroke. Worried, Shannon drove from Lexington to Mm. Ryan's condo in the middle of the night. Like, this was like Mm. 3 o'clock in the morning. She arrived around 5. Like, she, like, I guess she's driving, Mm -hmm. like, old lady. (laughs) Like me. Pedal to the metal, mama. (laughs) During this time, Ryan had locked himself in his bedroom to avoid his now ex-girlfriend and her mother. Okay. This poor man. Shayna and Sharon napped on Ryan's couch until mid-morning that day, Friday, October 12th. They were trying to collect stuff mm-hmm. from Shayna out of mm-hmm. his condo and kind of like box it up and stuff like that. I don't know how much shit can possibly be there mm-hmm. of Shayna's. I think she was, I don't know. Maybe she tried to move herself in. Afterward, Shayna and her mom went to the mall to go shopping. When they finished, they went back to the condo. Shayna told her mother that she would be leaving Ryan's condo today and will spend the night with a friend. So Shayna Sharon, she gave her some aspirin for her symptoms earlier and instructed her to go to the emergency room if she felt like that again, and then she left. This little part about them going to the mall is going to come in later, so just remember that. Okay. She's probably having an anxiety attack oh, or yeah. something. Oh, yeah, yeah. The whole time with her mother, Shayna was texting Ryan a string of apologies, like, Ryan, I'm so sorry. I was so emotional. Let's get back together. You know, the whole time she was at the mall and stuff like that. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Meanwhile, at 5.40 p.m., he this poor dude is still in his room. Like, he is like, is anybody here? And then he's going back in his room. Yeah. You know, locking himself away. Hurry up, get out, get some food. <laughs> Go back in. Ryan chatted with a coworker about his weekend plans. Ryan told them that he had a date that night, the 12th. Oh! He was hoping that she left already. Yeah. He already hooked up a date with Miss Ohio. This woman is beautiful. I am oh. going to just put a picture. Yeah. She's beautiful. But let's put a pin in Miss Ohio for now. Oh boy, we got pins everywhere. (laughs) Ryan was uh, still locked up in his bedroom, but this time Shayna, alone after her mother left, she picked the lock with a bobby pin. It's not exactly clear what happened when Shayna opened the bedroom door. Shayna claimed to police later that she just opened it to grab her purse from the bedroom. And then she called 911. I wanted you to listen to it. Mm Mm-hmm.
What's your name again? Shana or Sana? Shana. I think Shana. All right, Shana. I'm just having a hard time hearing you. Okay. All right. Now you're going to stay on line. Listen. You're going to stay on the line with me, okay? Because this is what we're going to do. The officers don't want me to stay on the line with you. So when you get when they get there, they're going to want to know where that gun is, and we want you to get out safely too, okay? Okay. Are they going to arrest me? Ma'am, I don't know what they'll do. We're going to send send them out. I'm going to stay on line with you, okay? I mean, I'm not a murderer.
Within minutes, she requested an attorney because she's, not, okay. a, she's yeah. not stupid. However, without any okay. prompting from police, she began to talk to anyone that would listen right, right. about killing Ryan. She did this for about three hours. Mm. And they didn't ask, they said, you want an attorney? That We're not going to ask you any more questions. Then she just had diarrhea at the mouth. She just couldn't nope. hold she, it she didn't. I don't even think they engaged her with questions. She just would talk to mm-hmm. people you'd see in the video surrounds. People coming in and out of that room, and she was just beep, 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 da, 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 telling them everything. Mm-hmm. The video mm-hmm. shows her trying to speak to one officer who clearly wasn't questioning her. During this mm-hmm. recorded interview, Shana claimed that Ryan was evil, physically abusive to her, and addicted to prescription pills. That night, Shana and Ryan was so whacked out on drugs that his blue eyes turned black, and right before she shot Ryan, he was throwing her around the room like a rag doll against the furniture, the bookshelves, and these are places that she, like she particularly said, the furniture, the bookshelves, on the floor, and into the television. Like she was very a matter mm-hmm. of fact of, of what happened to her. And you may ask, or you may uh, mention this, but when did they see in with furniture? Because a lot at that time, you're going to see stuff moved around. You're going to tell some sort of altercation mm-hmm. took place. Was that yes. the case? Yeah. Okay. So she stated after Ryan allegedly threw her around, he sat back down on the dining room table saying that he hated her and started calling her names. He said to her, you're just a hillbilly from Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> She said Ryan reached across the table in a threatening manner. She couldn't tell if Ryan was going to get her or the gun that had been sitting on the table. So Mm -hmm. in self-defense, she grabbed the gun and then shot him six times. Damn. (laughs) Talking about killing an ant with a hammer. There you go. Yeah. She stated Ryan let out a loud noise like an animal that freaked her out. She claimed she couldn't find her phone at first, but we both know she did because she called her mother immediately after before calling 911. Shana told one police officer, I don't want to go to prison. I don't think I deserve to i didn't go over there intending to shoot ryan i went over there with the best intentions i love you ryan let's work it out let's work this relationship out Mm -hmm. and he started to scream at me and hit me shana told the officer that ryan wanted a nose job and this is not funny okay this is really fucked up okay she told the officer that ryan always wanted to get a nose job Mm -hmm. and that is why she shot him in the face i gave him the nose job he always wanted (laughs) right Okay, I, it's not funny, but it's like it's not. I, I don't know what to do. But my God, who says that? Who? Right, somebody very. Oh sick. gosh, <sighs> it's so wrong. That's that's deviant. Yeah, that's crazy. Yes, that's vindictive. Mm-hmm. Yep. According to police, she made numerous statements like this. She said the gun was in his hand. At one time, she said the gun was in the cabinet. Her final story was that she picked up the gun from the table. Like, he never actually had the gun. Mm -hmm. During the 911 call, she said that Ryan went down after she shot him in the head twice. Mm. Uh, When she talked to the officers minutes later, she said that Ryan was still coming towards her even after shooting him in the head twice. Oh, well, forensics and the medical examiner can rebuke that, yeah. Yeah, she forgot about that. Police started poking holes in her story mm-hmm. she said she released the safety on the gun before she shot ryan to police it seemed premeditated and not self-defense mm-hmm. suspicions increased and she was not helping her situation at one point she pretended to cry this is all on the video footage okay in the, inter- in the event <laughs> she are you pretended- looking are you looking <laughs> yes it's exactly what she's doing She's pretending to cry in front of the detective. She actually, like, physically, and you heard her, like, gasp, like, gasp. She just was so odd. And she would cover her face, but then a second, like, while she her face was covered by her hands, the cop got up to leave the room, but mm-hmm. she forgot people were watching her on the video. Mm-hmm. And the minute she, he left the room, she was just like, next. Oh, shit. I, well, it's, it's funny because I have been part of, like, interrogations, interviews and interrogations mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Where it's just so obviously... Yeah. But you know what? They dig their own grave at this point. Like, they do. Keep going. Keep going. Just just keep talking and keep acting. Right. And all of this is going to be used in their head, like, to the trial. Mm -hmm. So just keep doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And it was not lost on the police. They were recording the entire thing. And that's why we record. Yes. 
while alone in the room, she did pirouettes. She sang. She snapped her fingers and chanted, I did it. Yep, it was me. I killed him. Just like, like nothing. Yeah. Back at the crime scene, local authorities found Ryan's body on the dining room floor. His shirt was torn. They collected the murder weapon, which was Ryan's 38 caliber handgun. Mm-hmm. According to police, the elements of the crime did not match Shana's version of events. Mm-hmm. Shana said before she shot Ryan, he threw her against like the TV. She was very specific against mm-hmm. the bookshelf, the mm-hmm. TV, and the mm-hmm. furniture, and the couch. But nothing was touched. Yep. In fact, Ryan being such a slob worked in his favor. All the settled dust w- w- wasn't disturbed. Like all the dust on the shelves and the TV, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there was nothing there. And there was even... A- even if the furniture wasn't moved, if somebody bumped up against it, you would be able to see a, right. a wipe something. or something. Yeah. The way she was talking, like there was a major struggle. And then there was a Hallmark card. You know how like you stand up your Hallmark cards? Mm-hmm. I mean, you blow when those things collapse. Yeah. It was still standing on the bookshelf of where she said she was thrown into. Oh. Oh, ah. Things were just not adding up. Right. Photographs of the injuries were taken. She had like this little bruise around her wrist. She could have done this to herself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was hard to even see looking at it. She had to point mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. Also, the items on the dining room table were completely undisturbed. It was strange since one of her stories, she said that she got mad and they scrambled for Ryan's handgun on the table. So you would think like nothing would be left on the table. Mm-hmm. Investigators found there was no sign of a struggle in Ryan's condo. Officer also noted that Shana shot Ryan with an unlocked door directly behind her. Mm-hmm. There was nothing obstructing her ability to leave. Mm-hmm. The trace blood of at least one shot happened to be very close to Ryan's body, closer than shooting him across the dining room table. Okay. The authorities speculated that Shayna probably moved towards Ryan for the final kill shots. So I guess the range in which you're saying you shot him is wrong. Mm-hmm. You could mm-hmm. have left. Okay, let's say he is attacking her. One bullet would stop him and you can get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. Six mm-hmm. bullets, that's somebody who's it's not a- intending to leave. Yeah, that's overkill. Yeah, yeah. Based on the autopsy, experts determined that it was likely that she shot Ryan three times while he was sitting. Mm-hmm. Then she shot him three more times after he fell to the floor. Mm-hmm. She shot him once in the forehead, once in the back of the head, once in the back, once under his arm, and twice in the chest. That's a lot. That is a lot. Two of the shots caused major damage to Ryan's aorta. 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 (laughs) Ultimately, he died of blood Mm -hmm. loss. The medical examiner stated that Ryan was probably alive for all six gunshots. You know, he didn't die right Mm -hmm. away. When interviewing Ryan's neighbors by his condo, the police said that they spoke to an uh, older couple that lived directly below them, and they said they remember hearing that night a girl crying outside on, like, the porch, Mm -hmm. and then hearing a male voice saying, like, it's okay, it's okay, which was probably Ryan consoling Shayna after he broke up with Mm -hmm. her. Sounds like a man getting ready to beat her. Yeah, exactly. (sighs) But the next night, they didn't hear much noise from his condo, but then around 8.45 p.m., they heard the first two gunshots, a pause, and then four more gunshots. Mm-hmm. They both reported that there was no screaming, no thumping, no loud noises before the gunfire. So her her story of him throwing her around the condo is just like not yeah. adding yeah. up. Yeah. But investigators were still missing something. Why? Why did she shoot Ryan? And if it wasn't self-defense, like, why mm-hmm. would she Why would she kill this man? If I can't have you, no one can. After eight months of an emotional rec- roller coaster of a relationship, what had pushed Shayna from obsession to murder? Murder. Police believed on the night she killed Ryan, he had planned, like I said before, mm-hmm. a date with a 23-year-old Audrey Bolt, mm-hmm. known as Miss Ohio USA 20. 20- 2012, the girl is stunning. Mm. Oh my God. Mm. Not saying that, you know, beauty is everything. Shayna is also beautiful. I'm not saying that, but if there's somebody that's going to drive Shayna crazy, it was her. The competition. She was major competition. Yeah. Like Shayna, Audrey had also met Ryan on Facebook. On January 27, 2012, they became Facebook friends, but it wasn't until October 2012 that Ryan and uh, Audrey began, like, interacting. Mm -hmm. Her first impression of Ryan was that he was witty and clever. She liked their conversations were lighthearted, and there was a lot of fun banter between them. Mm -hmm. And on October 12, 2012, Audrey and Ryan planned to go out to grab a couple of drinks and play pool. Mm -hmm. They planned to meet about 10.30. Ryan asked Audrey if he should go home 
home and change out of a suit and tie? And she said yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some people say that um, Ryan's need to change clothes might have been the only reason why he returned to the condo that night. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, chain Mm -hmm. of events. He never showed up at the date with Audrey. She thought she was stood up. Mm -hmm. When investigators asked if Shana knew about Ryan's date with Audrey Bolt, she said no. Mm. She had never heard of Audrey, but this was a lie. Shana Mm -hmm. had a bad habit of hacking Ryan's (laughs) Facebook account to see what he was up to. Oh, wait. Gasp. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Two days after Ryan and Audrey had become Facebook friends on January 29th, Shana obsessively Mm -hmm. searched for Audrey repeatedly, and two days before the murder, Shana saved a photo of Audrey on her phone. She was laser fucking focused. She, I mean, she's watching this conversation go on. She was, she knew. Mm -hmm. Investigators Mm -hmm. believe that Ryan told Shana about the date with Audrey, which motivated her to kill him that night before he went on the date. Police arrested Shana for murder, and she was held at the Campbell County Detention Center, and her bond was set at $2 million. She remained in jail until her trial, which happened three years later. <laughs> That's just like an extra three years. Like, girl, we haven't yeah. even gotten to yet, but you're just going to sit there. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I'm surprised that her defense attorney didn't request to have it thrown out because, you know, they have a right to a speedy trial. Yeah. And it seems like this was pretty... Shut, you know, open and shut as far as, you know, from the investigative standpoint, proving it in court obviously is a different thing. Right. I think you have the right to request a speedy trial, but it's not given. Mm-hmm. So you have mm-hmm. the right to mm-hmm. request it. So I guess she didn't request that right. So therefore she's, she rotted for. Th- well, she's got dumb lawyers. As she does. <laughs> uh, on April 13th, 2015, trial began. Shana maintained she fatally shot Ryan due to self defense. This case gets a lot of media attention, and you probably saw it in the media in 2015. Um, Once you see the picture of them together, it kind of like, it'll trigger your memory. The whole story, a beautiful young woman killed her beautiful Mm ex-boyfriend. During the trial, the prosecution argued that Shana did not kill Ryan in self-defense, but in cold blood. According to the state, Shana went into a jealous rage after discovering that Ryan had planned a date with a new woman in just a few days after their latest breakup. Mm -hmm. The prosecution relied heavily on Shana's own words from the 911 call also from the video footage from the police station Mm -hmm. and also all of her different stories that she would say to police she had like three different stories she she's tying her own noose to the knot she really is and she gets it in the end but we're gonna get there all right then they showed Shana's recorded police footage the jury was shocked I think everybody in America was sitting there going what Mm -hmm. during one video when an officer walked out of the room Shana said to herself I'm so good at acting Acting. They also put three of her cellmates, get this, so during those three years, they did lock her up with cellmates. Mm-hmm. They put those cellmates on the stand. That was Holly Nivens, Donna Dooley, mm-hmm. and then Cicely Miller. Mm-hmm. At first, when she went to jail, she was kind of like tight-lipped, but then she got very comfortable. She's an egomaniac. Of course. Of course, yes. They yes. need to talk about their story. Yeah. She got very comfortable with these women. At first, you know, they she told them that Ryan was abusing her physically and sexually but like after a little bit of time Shayna revealed to Holly that that she was the aggressor and not Ryan. Mm-hmm. Shayna would regularly throw stuff around the condo to convince the neighbors that they were fighting. So if he wasn't home or if maybe he was in the shower she started banging on stuff to get the neighbors thinking about what's going on over there. Mm. Like she was really fucking calculated. Mm. She gave herself the bruises she told her cellmate she was claiming that Ryan assaulted her. Mm-hmm. Shana also explained to Holly her plan to get diagnosed with a mental health disorder so she could convince the court she was crazy and then plead insanity. Okay. But she stated to her, I'm too smart. I got the IQ of Einstein. So instead, she was going to plead the battered wife syndrome. Mm-hmm. FYI, her IQ was somewhere between 125 to 130. I'm not saying that that's stupid. I'm just saying Einstein was 160. (laughs) (laughs) The psychiatrist also diagnosed her with symptoms of being a narcissist. Mm, No. No. Gasp. (laughs) 
uh, additional diagnosis included a personality disorder and bipolar disorder. Mm. At the trial, the psychiatrist agreed that these elements did not excuse Shana for murder. Donna, the other inmate, mm. told the court exactly how the murder played out. She testified that Shana told her that they were sitting at the kitchen table and that he had his gun on the table. She told her that she picked up the gun and said, I'll do it if you smirk. And then she shot him. Wow. Seriously, nobody should point a gun jokingly at anybody. Right. But like in his head, he's like, okay. He's looking at her going, okay. And yeah. then boom. Yeah. All three women explain that Shana killed Ryan because he was breaking up with her and going on a date with that woman that night. Mm-hmm. All three women said that Shana expressed no remorse for her actions. Instead, Shana was known to laugh when describing the murder. Donna, Holly, and Cicely received nothing in return for their testimony against her. So, so not like a lighter sentence. So there's no like reason for it that a defense attorney would say that they're lying because right. they got a lighter sentence or whatever the case may be. Yeah. She just disgusted them so much. Mm-hmm. Shana's trial lasted nine days. Although she did not take the stand, the jury heard over 40 witness testimonies. And on April 23rd, 2015, after deliberating for five hours, the jury convicted 23 year old Shana Hubers of murdering Ryan Poston mm. in January 2016 it gets better mm. months after her conviction Shana sought a retrial and she got it for what reasons technicality the attorneys were looking over her appeal documents one of Shana's lawyers realized that one of the jurors from the trial juror number 483 a 53 year old man named David Craig was a felon Ugh. that's why they have to check him yeah, well yeah before Hand. And there is a questionnaire, like when you become a juror, like yeah. there's a question like, are you a felon? No. Yes. Pretty easy, right? Yeah. Well, he was confused because he had like $8,000 of child support that was due. Oh. This is like a low-level felony in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I've never had the pleasure of doing jury duty because I was a cop and they would never let me do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? I've never done it either. No. Mm-mm. I've done mock trials, but I've never done mm-hmm. a jury. Mm-hmm. Shana was potentially going to escape prison time on a technicality. Cool. Shit. So it gets better. On October 25th, 2016, the Campbell Circuit Court awarded Shana Hubert a new trial. Mm. The Ryan family was devastated. Mm-hmm. I feel so horrible for these people. Yes. Anytime a retrial is warranted due to a technicality, mm-hmm. when the conviction is deserved, yeah. right, then it's always heartbreaking. Yeah. Because it's reopening mm-hmm. all you know, the, all these wounds and emotions that you thought this part was closed. Obviously still, you know, missing your, your loved one and that kind of thing. But yeah, that sucks. Horrible situation. So that's a big fat one. Yeah. On August 8th, 2018, 27-year-old Shana Huber's second trial for murder of Ryan Carter Poston began. It was almost six years after his death. Mm-hmm. Now, when she was waiting for her second trial, was she still mm-hmm. in jail? Yeah. Good. Okay. This time, Shana did testify in her own defense, okay. and it did not go well. I would not think so. <laughs> Didn't you learn? She admitted to showing possessive and controlling behaviors in her relationship with Ryan. She agreed that mm-hmm. when Ryan tried to end things, she would flood him with text messages even though he did not respond so she's admitting to all this behavior Mm -hmm. sometimes she would contact Mm -hmm. him from a different phone because she knew that he was wasn't responding to the other (laughs) phone number she would search his phone for evidence Mm -hmm. of cheating and then block other women from his accounts Shana's main defense Mm -hmm. strategy rested on revealing every detail of their sex life because she was claiming that Ryan was abusive. Sexually abusive, yeah. Yeah, and one of her claims was that he was so frustrated with her, he could not get her to uh, achieve an orgasm. And he got mad about that? Yeah, because he felt like less of a man. Oh. That's her defense. He couldn't give me an orgasm, and he was pissed about it. Like, the, this is her defense. So I'm, so I'm going to continue, like, so I would then force myself upon you to make you do it because you're going to be in the right might. I don't know. Yeah. Nice try. For the most part, the prosecution presented the same case. Mm-hmm. Shayna killed Ryan. However, the prosecution did bring in one new witness to the table. Mm-hmm. On the day of Ryan's murder, remember when her mother took her to the mall? Mm-hmm. They actually got somebody to testify, one of the shop workers. They said that Shana came into the store visibly angry and she was upset because her boyfriend was going on a date with another woman. 
according to the shop worker, Shayna said she was going to kill her boyfriend. Like, she said it out loud. Hmm. And the witness said that the reason why she didn't come forward before is because she was working and she wasn't, you know, glued to the TV. So, But, but yeah. then she heard about the case and then she came forward. On August 29th, 2018, after three and a half hours of deliberation, the jury convicted Shayna of murder again. Mm-hmm. But this time, they recommended that Shayna receive life sentence. So originally, she was only getting 25 years. Oh, yeah. She just upped it. They gave her a harsher <laughs> sentence. <laughs> She's still in jail today. Good. Um, she married one of her cellmates and is already divorced. She's just miserable. Mm. Rest in peace, Ryan. So Ryan's elementary school started a memorial scholarship in 2015. Uh, the donation is given to a sixth grader who demonstrates kindness, compassion, and caring for others. Aww. On the anniversary of Ryan's death, his family and friends gather at his gravesite. They pray. They share memories. They take shots of Ryan's favorite Woodford Reserve bourbon. Woodford, baby. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is Shana Huber was a female stalker who mm-hmm. made false accusations and claims of domestic violence and abuse. Mm-hmm. This is rare, but it's true. Only 3% of domestic violence allegations are false, meaning that 97% mm-hmm. are true. Mm-hmm. According to George Mason University, 73% of men who experience female violence reported that the woman would threaten to make false allegations. So not only oh, like, is the female beating down on the man, she's saying, if you if you do the ominous... I'm going to say you beat me. Right, right. Yeah. Listen, Ryan wasn't perfect and None of us are. He was definitely caught up in a cycle of a toxic relationship. Bottom line is he was smart, he was successful, he was handsome, and he did not deserve to die. So if this 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 story reminds me of that Netflix My Lover, My Killer. Maybe they need to do one stateside because there's plenty of juicy guys. Plenty. So so that's my story of Shayna Huber. Whoa! <sighs> oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You know the the first thing that pops up into my head, other than the whole My Lover, My Killer thing is we you know, learn how to act, learn more what not to do, <laughs> and don't do that. Right. Like, well, you know, and going through, like, I learned how to be a good supervisor by learning what not to do by other supervisors, Absolutely. right? yeah. You want to be a good girlfriend, learn not what to not do. to do, and that's don't, don't be Shayna. <laughs> exactly, and if you're dating Shayna, <laughs> you really need to, like, talk to somebody. I mean, yeah. it is not yeah. okay. No. Oh, my God. It's, it's so funny when you're in the clutches of a narcissist. Yes. A, a lot of people can't understand it. It's crazy. It, it is. Because from the, I mean, and from the outside looking in, like I said, I didn't realize how deep I was in mm-hmm. until right. I was wound up so tight that, like, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, you couldn't even, you didn't realize it, but it took a lot of moving pieces to finally be, like, right. done. Right. And if you know the person you're dating is a loose cannon and you're trying to break up with them, in his status where he just started a law firm, he's got a, a media presence, all this stuff going on, she could have really been a monkey wrench in that whole play. So mm-hmm. he was probably afraid of that as well. So he wants sure. to play nice. Like, I don't want a backlash from you uh, you know, towards my law firm or towards anything mm-hmm. that's going on. So, yeah, I understand the fear that when you're the victim of a narcissist, there is kind of like a like a level of fear that you go yeah. through. Like, oh, my God, I'm afraid not to make this person happy or maybe not or make them unhappy what they can do. Right, right. So, yeah. Bottom line is, guys, it's not easy, but there's uh, there are ways that you can get out chatters. Yes. If you find yourself in this type of situation, there are ways to be able to get out without either people losing their lives. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing that story. Or... Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> gasp. Yeah, gasp. That's our new movie. <gasps> uh, well, because we don't want to leave you hanging chatters for more information on this case, please check out After That Crime Chat, only available on Patreon. Don't forget to follow us, Crime Chat with Nat and Cat, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, to see what we got coming up next. yes remember crime chat with nat and cat and subscribe to our patreon you get bonus episodes behind the scenes bloopers also some merch in the works yes we got some merch out there we you can also visit our website mm-hmm. crime chat with nat and cat dot cam to be able to see what kind of merch we got right. and be sure to check out our next episode i'm gonna do an old story and actually this is a chatter request <gasps> From uh, Sherry. Okay. Chatter Sherry requested two stories, and I'm going to do this one, but it's going to be a familiar story. It's an old story. Okay. It was on 
America's Most Wanted. Ooh. So it's an older story, but once we get to talking about it, you're gonna re- you're gonna remember it. Well, you don't want to miss it. I'm gonna be there. We'll see you on the next crime chat. Bye.